We are underway. From Rainbow Bay to Rainbow Beach to the Switch and everything in between. I'm going to have fun and you're going to have fun. You're a funny day. Go and have fun now. Your new local. You're going to love this place. It's the Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. Triple M Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. Liesl Jones, the full compliment is back today. Yes, we got the team back together. It was mm. a little bit of a sad day yesterday, but uh, had to put my dog Neville down. Shout out, was... Nev. Yeah, so uh, he's in the big dog park in the sky now so um chasing tennis balls i don't want to i don't want we don't want to get too deep on no. it but what would never be doing today in the big dog park in the um, sky um he would have some steamed chicken for dinner tonight <laughs> and a little bit of uh scratch dog biscuits and you know but that's his favorite tennis balls tennis balls yeah probably having a nap he loved that I love so it. yeah it's a very it is a little bit sad when you have to do that but it was in the best interest of him because he was in a lot of pain nice so one. yeah so he would be happy today um want to talk about facebook Facebook has turned 20 years old. Really? Did you know that? Yeah. Facebook is only tw- – I would have thought it was older. Older than that. Yeah, I would have thought so too. It's only 20 years old. And it started off as the Facebook. So it started – if you haven't seen the movie, at Stanford – was it Stanford Uni? Yeah, one of them. Yeah, one, one of, of, of the big Ivy League schools. and I think so it was Harvard, but – Oh, Harvard. Yeah, it could have been Harvard, actually. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, talking about how cringe it is when you look back at some of your first <laughs> Facebook posts. Have you, been, have you gone deep? No, I haven't have gone. I haven't actually looked. Back looked on your but I did enjoy the, um, you know, when it's your name on Facebook and it's like, is having lunch right now. Oh. You know, like that was really popular because your name, you didn't. You used to update your you used status. You to update your status where you yeah. were. Is that Triple M? Yeah. That, yeah, people, that was it. But then that people would put like funny like get really, say, a post that was kind of like cryptic, like getting you to ask what was wrong, like kind of like is feeling really down right now and it's like, oh, what's wrong? Oh, nothing, I'm fine. Oh, that hasn't changed. People still do that. Yeah, I know. They people just do it still, through Instagram people, now. Yeah, don't worry. Facebook's still got its, its rusted on followers. Don't oh, you feel old if you use Facebook? I yeah. switched off Facebook Same. for the better part of the last decade, I reckon. Same. You can't. You've got to be back on Facebook if you've got kids at school, unfortunately, because all our bloody groups with Netball Association, they're all on Facebook. That's where you get all your messages. It's like... It's for old people. Hang on. Well, no, <laughs> well, I think it is, but I also, but I switched off for a better part of a decade and it was, I've only, I've sort of re-engaged with it a little bit because it's about, hey, Dobbo, you're spot on, it's about joining those community groups. Do you know also what it's about? Because I spoke to someone about this the other day. They use Facebook for Facebook Marketplace. Oh, yes. I love that. Yes. Oh, yeah. So that's really popular. I'm, I'm living on that. But I, the reason I thought maybe I need to get back on this is because it was, well, it must have been two years ago, I was, uh, my mate sent me a photo and said, how good is this shot? And it was a photo of, uh, he, these are some schoolmates with basically like 20 other people from our year at high school. Cause it was, it was the, I said, where was that? And he said, it was at our 20 year reunion. I'm like, did we have a 20 year reunion? And they said, yeah. I said, when, where was that spoken about? They're like, on the Facebook group. Oh, no. I, had, I missed my 20-year reunion because yeah. I wasn't on the book. See, I hate that because there are people like, oh, it's on Facebook. Oh, yeah, but I'm not on send Facebook. Send me an email. I don't check it. Call my phone. Text me. Yeah. Or Instagram. Slide into my DMs. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. You like people sliding into your DMs these well, days. I don't so like it's... an unsolicited dick pic, but no, I don't mind a bit cannot... of a hey. You... Can yeah. I just check something before you wander off into dick pic town? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have MySpace, Dobbo? No. You never had a MySpace? No. I didn't no. either. I didn't know about you it. Did you use MSN Messenger? Yes, use that. And ICQ? Also, yes, I was just about to say ICQ. I used to use that. How creepy is that, though? Because you actually had no idea who you were talking no. to. 
It was, it was creepy as. Did, I was like, I could have been talking to anyone. Did you ever dabble with chat roulette? No. What was that? That was exactly oh. what you think oh. it is. Is that still around? I feel like oh, kids probably. are like that's a real concern because there's so many creeps now. Has anybody heard of this thing called like talking about Fortnite? Yeah, that's a kids game. Well, not no, it's not kids. A lot of people play Fortnite, and that's how you they communicate now. Oh, they chat on they there. They chat in yeah, groups. Right. That's weird. Who's playing Fortnite in your world? All my nieces and nephews play it. Oh, do they? And they asked me the other day, could I ask Reese Walsh if he would accept their friendships to join and play in their game? I'm like, a 20-year-old ain't going to let an 11-year-old girl join no, their groups. You. It's not going to happen, Layla. No, um, but, no. like, they all wanted to. But... All the Broncos, all the Titans players, they, they all play Fortnite, mate. They love, no, they love it. No, they love it, mate. I thought that was for four-year-olds. No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh. No. No, 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 Interesting. There you go. Maybe you need to get into Fortnite, Lisa. <laughs> Lend yourself a... Who needs Bumble or Hinge and you've got, <laughs> you've got Fortnite? <laughs> Fortnite nerd. Lisa, if I was to ask you, you've just won Olympic gold, yeah. two days post-victory, what sort of state would have you been in? Oh, I'd still be in bed probably. You'd still be in sleeping, bed? Yeah, sleep. No, probably not, but just sleeping it off, right. I think. Well, let's find out what state a man who's just captured his fifth Nutri-Grain Ironman Series title is in the champ himself, Ali Day, joins us. Good afternoon, Ali. G'day, guys. Thanks for having us on. Congratulations, mate. Um, an unbelievable feat. To get your fifth, is the motivation just to keep on going? Like, I wonder when, and I see Jones a bit, but when you win one, yep, you want to win another one. But when you get to your fifth, what is the driver, brother? Yeah, good question, Dobbo. I think it, the thing that changes, my first one was back in 2023, so, like, 10 years ago. So the first time you, you just want to do it for the first time. And then you, the second time you're motivated by the first time, yep. you know, thinking it was a fluke, you know what I mean? And then obviously after that, you have different motivators and the motivator being this year for me was I missed out last year. Um, I didn't get to race rounds five and six at Karawa. Um, so a year later I got the opportunity to race again. So that was a motivating factor as well as, I'm 33, I'm 34 in a couple of months' time, and I wanted to, I guess, prove to myself at 33 that I could still be capable of winning an Ironman series and, and matching it with some of these young, talented guys that are coming through. Do you find that challenging? Because I was going to ask about your age. You are nearly 34, which is very hard in your sport because your sport is so tough on your body. It's not like you can cruise through like a cricketer or anything. It's so challenging. <laughs> How do you keep up with it? Because motivation does wane towards the end of your career. I'm not saying you're at the end of your career, but you know, once you start winning so many, then the targets on your back, it just makes it so much harder. So what keeps you going at this age? Yeah, good. Yeah, it's, it's again such a good question, Lisa. It's you would have gone through it as well. It's it is tough. Like you, there's definitely been moments over the past twelve months where I've where I've thought, you know, maybe I've gone on for too long, or maybe I should retire and and start the next chapter of my life. But again, I've got a young family. You're a long time retired. I'm still motivated by perfecting the perfect Ironman race. It's a great sport. I'm still passionate about it. It's an amazing lifestyle. I live literally a minute from the beach in Miami. Um, you know, I've just been at the pool today. So, I mean, it's hard to give up. I'm going to be probably sitting behind a desk or doing something in 12 months' time. So 
I want to, I guess, enjoy the most of it while I can. And um, it is challenging because, like you said, the, the target gets bigger and bigger. Everyone wants to knock off the champion. And I'm actually really enjoying racing some of these younger guys. Oh, and, these young pups. Um, still, you still imagine them? them as well. <laughs> these young pups. They're just they're waiting just, for mate, Ali they to retire. Kill, they just want to kill. And they're <laughs> absolutely, that's their whole goal. And they still can't they, do they it. They can't do it. They nah. just can't do it. Um, how long, mate? And I know it's not something, and you probably asked it a lot, and you don't want to think about it. But, you know, old legs, when do you when do you start taking up a commentary role or, you know, um, or, 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 when you or, find me one, Dubbo, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you can call rugby league. Maybe you can come in any time you want. But in all seriousness, like, what is there? A, is there an exit strategy, or is it one of these sports that you, when you feel it, you'll just you'll stop? I've said to myself, I'll do one more year post this year. So I've got. I'll finish this season off with with our state national titles in a couple of months' time. I'll I'll definitely signed on with sponsors and. I want to go after my 10th call and get a gold title next year, uh, which would be special, and, and hopefully win another Ironman series. And then post that, who knows? Um, I'd like to think then I'll be 35 and that'd be a pretty good time to exit. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've ticked all the boxes in terms of if you had to ask me at the start of my career, you know, sorry, if you had to tell me at the start of the career where I'd be at right now, I would have I would have just taken one of the race wins. But to be where I am now, I'm, you know, obviously ecstatic. I'm so grateful for the opportunities I've been, I've been given. So... Um, I'll wait and see in 12 months' time to, to see where my head's at. And I'll definitely be relying on the people around me and um, some of the past athletes that I can speak to and just say, hey, when, when is the right time? Um, it's actually scary to think that potentially next year is my last, but, um, geez, it goes quick. Yeah, just deal with it when you get there. Don't worry about it yeah, beforehand. I was, say, Lisa, what have you, what have yeah. you <laughs> I was 27 when I retired, so, yeah, it's a, that was a long time ago. Now, Ali, we've had the wonderful Bonnie Hancock on the show talking about how she paddled around Australia, which is an amazing feat raising money for mental health. Have you ha- ever had aspirations to do something as crazy as that or have you thought, girl, Never. you are so Never. crazy? Never. <laughs> I've wanted to have – I don't have the guts to even ask her um, – I remember watching her paddle off Mermaid Beach and I've, I've always wanted to ask her how many times did it go through your head that this was a bad idea. I, I still don't know how she did it. Like, that is – she's so tough. I know her sister, Courtney, obviously really, really well and I was in the series for a long time with Bonnie too. So um, definitely no aspirations for for, yeah, for doing things like that. There's there's no way. <laughs> Ali Day, uh, five-time New Jagrarian Ironman champion. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. Before we let you go, though, we do need you to weigh in on the big issue the Gold Coast is talking about at the moment. I think I know what you're going to Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, our old man in the studio, Dobbo, agrees with Ian Grace about the bikini situation on man. the beaches. I don't think I'm an old man. The I oldest just think in, I'm... You're the oldest in this studio. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so that's true. Well, what's you, I mean, you. this is your office. Uh, Ali, you're qualified to answer this question. What is your take on the bikini situation? What is the, what's the actual question, though? Is it for, for girls not allowed to wear inappropriate... Like, is that Dental what, floss bikinis are banned, yes. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what to think. I watched the thing last night on the project. Look, I think it's, you know, the Gold Coast is the Gold Coast for, for almost that reason, you know what I mean? It's like, that's just, it's the glitter strip. Um, I'm not too phased by it. We're, we're out and about all the time at the beaches and you, you kind of, well, I'm always out there training, so I'm focused on the waves and I'm not really focused on that sort of thing. But, yeah, it is it is an interesting topic and it, it's made me laugh over the last couple of days. They'll both focus more on the waves and less on the backsides and <laughs> well, you'll be fine. I, I just will say, I don't want to rehash it, but I have no dramas oh. with anybody over 18. But if you're under 18, mate... <laughs> 
put it seriously, away. Cover it up. Seriously, you know, <laughs> report your That's, parents. Yeah, when yeah. it's at, at its best. <laughs> 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 Ali Day, congratulations once again. Enjoy uh, your off season, I guess. But uh, you've got, as you say, Aussie titles and cool and get a gold to prepare for. So best of luck with the training, mate. Hey, thanks again, guys. Really appreciate it. I went to dinner on Friday night. I went to Mozza Mozza, which is in the Southport Sharks uh, club there. The Is it an AFL club, Southport yep. Sharks? Yeah. yeah. And it's really lovely. It's out the back. It's beautiful Italian. Some of the best Italian that I've had. It's really authentic who'd, and really lovely. Who'd you go with? Um, I went with uh, a male friend. Right. Yeah. So it was a date. Yeah. Right, okay. We just got that through. Okay, keep on going. It was Mozza Mozza. And Clark there always looks after me. But I did... I went there with the intention that I wasn't driving, so I knew I was going to have a few drinks. And Liam and I had done the Red Bull flight on that day, so I was feeling a bit parched and I required just a few cocktails. So I knew going in there that I was going to be footing the bill. I thought it was only fair that I foot the bill because... You well, footed the bill. Yeah, but I wanted to. And I did mention it halfway through that I was like, well, I'm going to have quite a few drinks. I should probably pay for them myself because the person that I went with is not is studying at the moment right? and okay. probably not earning as much money as I am. So I thought, well, I'll pay so, for the... So he's polo at the moment. <laughs> I don't Whoa. think he's polo. I think he's got a fair bit of money. Well, but I felt, I felt that... I felt that it was probably I, my place to pay for it. I don't want to unpack it. on how many dates. To... I don't want to unpack on how many dates. That's irrelevant. But you've gone with a male to dinner. Yeah. And you've ended up paying the bill. Yeah, but I offered that. So I said halfway through because I didn't want to take the PIWS halfway through it when I'm smashing down the margaritas. And Did that... he have any drinks at all on that yes, night? Yes, he did. Yes. So how many would you have had? <laughs> Four. How many would he have had? One. It's very I think considerate. That's fair. Of it. I think it's I considerate, but, I, but I'm feeling like this bloke, or, or I, and I'm judging from and we've, the first we've heard of this is just now. I mean, seriously, I mean, mate, you don't go out to dinner with a lady and let her pay. Well, he paid for before. Not really. I don't know, yeah. Oh, well, so there's. <laughs> 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 I, it's, it's, I don't know so I much if it's about nice. the who. I mean, we're living we're living in a modern society. I think women can pay for their own meals and exactly. dates if they choose. Twenty twenty four. Yeah, well, no. Uh, but more to the point, I think it's very considerate of you to offer to for the bill for a university student. Is he in a better yes. financial position than you at the I moment? I have no idea. Okay. I don't know. But I feel like <laughs> being employed helps. Because I think you find yourself in that situation. You can find yourself in that situation with friends mm. of the romantic kind or otherwise. But if you're like, eventually you get to this stage of our lives and some of your mates yeah. have gone on to be high flyers earning huge cash. You've got some of those, I, haven't you, I Liam? I've got some mates who earn international bloody watering amounts of money. Yeah. And and so when I go to lunch with them, do you make them? Pay? Do they I'm, pay? I'm the povo mate. Oh, I am the poor mate who. I, and now they say, I'll never ask for them to look after me, but th- their inclination is, oh, we're we're taking our little mate Liam out. Yes, yes. Yeah. So put the bill. When I went to Vegas, we had one of our one of ours was in that situation. Povo and I, mate, and I just knew. You were going to foot the bill, mate. We went. Were to, you happy to we do went that? We went to the Golden Steer, and the bill came, <laughs> and I didn't even. I just said it's okay. I said it's okay. Like I'll, I'll cover yours. Sure. Like yeah, you know, I didn't even. He, I didn't even want him to feel awkward in that moment. He, him, and I both just knew I was footing his also, part of the bill. Also, if it's in a fancy restaurant and you've chosen it, which I did, I was happy to pay for that. I it's, feel that's on me. 
because I chose it. You get to this point in life, money is a tricky thing to talk about with friends, no yes. matter how long you've known them. I'd be in- tr- interested to know how members of the Triple M family deal with this. Your one Povo tri- mate. One triple three five three. <laughs> how do you treat your Povo mate? Oh, we're not having a go at no, your no, Povo no, mate. No. I, think you, I think you love them because they're your friend and you just accept that some people are lucky enough to earn more money than others. Yeah. And you know what? It's all part of the cycle. When you're it all up, comes out in the wash. Well, you might end up being down and you hope that in, they'd help you out. In circumstances, you, you might be the – it depends on where you're hanging out. You might be the Povo mate. Johnny from Mermaid Waters, good afternoon. Afternoon. Are you a Povo mate? <laughs> yeah, I was the Povo mate at the time for sure. Tell us about it. Who shouted? All right, so the missus wanted to go out with her sister and her partner to a Thai restaurant. I only had about 350 bucks to my name at the time, and I says, okay, yeah. So we went out, cocktails, prawns, you name it. Bill came to about 300 bucks, and everyone's staring at each other. The waitress says, one bill only. So everyone's staring at each other, and it's time to go. So I went up and did the right thing, settled it. And he comes up and he goes, cheers, mate. Get you next time. Oh, no. Now, That's jo- bad. Johnny, I've got to ask. Did he have a quid? Was yeah. he aware of, was, was the other couple aware of your financial situation? Well, they're both doctors, so earning big coin, half a mil between them. Oh, no. That's Unreal. rough. And yeah. did you get it back? No, nah, never <gasps> went out to do it. No, no. And uh, it was noodles all week. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, mate, I'm there. I'm there at the moment. Hey, Heidi from Labrador. Um, are you the Povo, mate? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm the Povo, mate. Yeah, tell us a story. Well, I have a absolute best friend called Vicky, and she every every single time shouts the drinks, buys the meal, pays for the entrance fee, all because she knows I can't. And she has never once looked at me and asked for anything back or been unkind. She's the most generous person, I and if that. ever I win a lotto, <laughs> I'm buying her a brand new car. Oh, that's so nice. See, I feel like that. I anytime I go out with someone, I'm like, I'll pay for it, and be like, it comes out in the wash. We all figure that's it out it. in the end. It Heidi, doesn't really matter. How, Heidi, can I ask how long you and, Mick, uh, you and Vicky have been mates? Ten years. Oh, okay, that's so nice. yeah, amazing, and that's. Uh, but, I, love I mean, that. it's been backwards and forwards over the years but she certainly takes the brunt of it and I just thought this was the perfect opportunity to say thank you, you are the best friend this whole world could ever find for me you are my family of choice oh, A Vicky appreciation that. shout out Heidi, thank you so much for the call, big love to Vicky your mate Thank you you have a great day, long time listener first time oh, Thanks, the big story at the moment that's capturing everybody's attention is the comments by Ian Grace, a community volunteer and leader on the Gold Coast, who uh, over the weekend said this. Young women are demeaning and uh, cheapening themselves, and we're very aware, having looked after young kids, you know, 11 to 17 for 14 years, we want to see them develop healthy relationships without blatant, you know, sexual attraction instead of saying, hey, I don't know you, but here's all I got. Yeah, so we're now looking at uh, protesting against that, that uh, bums should be on beaches, <laughs> hashtag freedom of peach. We're going to have a protest, 6am Currawa Beach, Friday 9th of February, and we thought, well, why not go to the person that's starting all of this and see what they have to say about it, Rebecca Pask, owner of Bar Body Swim, which do beautiful swimwear. Good afternoon. 
Hello, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, freedom is... of peach. Yeah, freedom <laughs> of peach. I reckon so too. I reckon my butt was out there probably most of the time when I was younger being an athlete and being a swimmer. But tell us about this protest. Why do you want to pop this on? Yeah, look, I think we've been so passionate about this. And firstly, how hot is this topic on the Gold Coast? Mm-hmm. I don't think we could get any more on fire. Almost as hot and as I the bums. Yes. As hot as the bums, absolutely. And as you mentioned, we are launching an amazing swim piece brand and it's all about empowering women to have the freedom of choice and free speech. Who is in to tell us what we can and can't wear? Now, let's be honest, it is a deeper conversation around here and he has come back and he said it's about shopping centres and all the rest of it. There is an element that, yes, we agree there should be dress codes within shopping centres, but let's leave the Gold Coast beaches out of this. Buns out, buns out. That's our culture. Okay, yes. that's fine, Rebecca. But I'm interested, and I don't want to be this funny. I've got a 16 year old daughter. I don't want my 16 year old daughter wearing a swimming costume like that. Like when they're 18, let them go. You can do what you want. You're an adult. But we're seeing 12, 13, 14 year old girls wearing these bathing suits, and there's nobody who can think that's good for society. Look, I, don't, I hear everything that you're saying, and as I've also commented on a couple of different interviews, that is a parent's responsibility to ensure, ensure that they're educa- educating what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. But we can't, putting a blanket ban of a bikini and skimpy bikinis, a bank, blanket ban is not going to solve this problem. It's around the education of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. So we need to look at the deeper education around that. Oh, I've got a young daughter as well. I've got an 11-year-old as well. And I'm, I'm a role model, first and foremost. So my role modelling behaviour is ensuring, one, she's got body confidence, and two, she's also very aware of what's deemed appropriate and inappropriate. But I think the angle that Ian's taken is just unwarranted. And to have a blanket, blanket ban across the Gold Coast, when we've got such colourful and vibrant and inclusive Gold Coast, Gold Coast beach culture... That's not the solution here. Uh, Re- Rebecca, we had Ali Day, the Ironman champion, on at the top of the show who said, isn't that a bit about what the Gold Coast is? Now, can I ask you, you mentioned you've got a daughter. Uh, question, would you, how, like, is she wearing the, the you know, what have you, you talk about inspiring body confidence and all the rest of it, but are you allowing her to wear this sort of a revealing bathing suit at that age? No, absolutely not. She's 11 year old, 11 years old, but that doesn't go against what I'm saying because what we're saying is it's freedom of choice with women that are at the age that can make any decision they want. And as a mother, no, I wouldn't encourage that because I would educate her what seemed appropriate and not appropriate. But I'll also educate her to what she does want to wear that reflects her personality. That's up to her when she's of the age that she can make those smarter decisions. Love that, mate. No, certainly not the mum that's it's got my girl, my my little daughter around in her little G-string. Leave that to us. Yeah, lo- love that, Beck. Love your take on this and love the idea of this uh, peaceful protest. 6 a.m. Currawa Beach, hashtag freedom of peach. Now, Beck, there will, can, there will be thousands. Can there. we just clarify? Are we welcoming fuzzy peaches and saggy peaches and, uh, you Budgie know, smuggler peaches? Off center peaches? <laughs> Look, we are Bruce welcoming peaches. all the budgies. The budgies, because who are we to say you can't wear a budgie? Like, we've got to love and accept everybody. So we're welcoming everybody, men, women, come down. Let's celebrate the Gold Coast for the vibrancy that we've got. Celebrate free the peace. But it's about the choice. Dobbo said he's going to get his peach down there 6 a.m. Friday (laughs) morning.
Well, we can't wait to see you because our good friend Bianca Dye is coming down and she said, grab the G-string. Hey, there we go. <laughs> Rebecca yeah, Pask, the owner of Bar Body Swim and the organiser of this uh, peaceful protest of the bums on Friday morning at Currawa Beach. Hashtag freedom of peach. Beck, thanks so much for your time. Can't wait to see you. Thanks, guys. How'd the cricket go, mate? It's over. <laughs> It is over. How disappointing. It is the second lowest total the West Indies have ever posted uh, against Australia. 86 they were bowled out for. They batted first. Dismissed for 86. It took Australia exactly 6.5 overs to chase that down. the same team that won, beat Australia? Uh, at the Gabba, yeah. the miracle at the Gabba, it is. Same team. Well, it's the, yeah, it's the one-day side. Um, yeah. And, yeah, the... Oh, okay. the, the the shine's come off the team. It's a it's it's a sad way to, to end, really. What was a good was a really good test series. Amazing test series. How did our look? I, I will say, if you're one of the corporates that bought the tickets for the day night at Monica Oval, <laughs> you are feeling ripped off. CA needs to give them their money back. Like oh, seriously, cricket no. Australia. Hang on, if you've paid for a, an event and it's lasted what. Two hours, maybe three Does hours. Does it count totally? as a day nighter if you never had to turn the lights on? <laughs> Mate, Monica Oval, Monica Oval are licking their lips. They've had the big win out of this, but I tell you what, they there's some upset money. people. There's a lot of pollies who are having the afternoon on the gravy <laughs> oh. train who are very upset. That's actually very a great upset. point. I'm a little bit upset too, Dobbo, and not with uh, the West Indies for capitulating so badly today. I'm a little bit upset about this fella. Xavier Bartlett, the Gold Coast boy, he's a graduate of the Southport School. Uh, he's was vital to the Brisbane Heat's BBL win, took two wickets in the final. He was the golden arm of this. He has had an incredible summer of cricket and rightfully so got rewarded with a spot in the Aussie side for the first one day against the West Indies where he won player of the match honours and, and took four wickets. Yeah. Right? Outstanding. Mm-hmm. Today, he's fronted up again and taken four more wickets. Probably wins player of the match honours again today. Probably, yeah. I want to know, and I think the Cricket Australian selectors need to answer for this, why did he get rested for the second game? I have no idea. At the SCG over the weekend, they brought Josh Hazelwood back in. Who's tired. He's 25 years of age. Lisa, how tired did you get at 25? 25. And, I mean, he's ready to roll. He's ready to roll. I can't believe this policy, this rotation policy in a three-game. Mate. You've proven it. You've won the World Cup. You know you've got some of the best. It's against the West Indies, no disrespect. You've got a young bloke who's going. I'm with you, Liam. Roll him out. Yeah, keep going. Xavier Bartlett probably wins player of the series anyway, Mm. but he could have had an unprecedented – I mean, Sean Abbott was great in that second ODI in Sydney, but Xavier Bartlett, had he played, he could have have done this. He could have had an incredible series. What's the resting process? What do they have to – do they have to rest them, rotating? They said he was rested. Oh. They, he, he so they didn't forfeit? have to do that. They chose I, I, to do I that. I think so. You know what yeah. sports scientists are like, Lisa? <laughs> they come in and they have their tests and all the rest of it and they say he needs a rest. He's 25 He's years sleepy. of age. Yeah. He's a professional cricketer. Unbelievable. I think he'll be okay, yeah. yeah. Let him let the boy play. Let the boy play. Anyway, he probably wins player of the match today again. Probably. And there's a player of the series award coming his way, you would think. Nice. Well do, done, does Zabia. they get a cash bonus or anything? I don't know if he's single, no, Lisa, if that's no. what you're asking. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's 25. Everything's about that these days. Stay with me here because I want to talk about maths and I think it's a wonderful show. It's a great passion of mine. I do enjoy it. There was a dinner party last night. There was a conversation that was brought up between, uh, well, it was about Jack Dunkley and he's from the Gold Coast. He was matched up with Tori, who's a really headstrong, screwed-on woman. Like, she's great. 
He has confessed, well, not quite confessed, but there is a rumour that he had a girlfriend on the outside and happened to ditch her before he went on to the show. He was on Today Show Extra this morning talking about what his actual reason was for doing that. I originally did the breakup and I kind of softened the blow. Obviously, I can't say, you know, I'm applying for this TV show. I want to go married at first sight and get married. So I said I had some work to do in Sydney and um, oh, the so girl in the like, media... I'm leaving the country. Yeah. Really like oh, that. hang on. We're getting there. We're getting there. Oh, no, the girl really? in the media turned around and said, I'm going to move to Sydney. What's your boss's number? I'm going to call him and let him know I'm coming. So, oh. look, it was like a bit of a soft blow, but I had my hands tied a little bit. So, yeah, I regrettably said I'm actually going overseas for a few months. So... Okay. The door is shut. Jack, 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 come on, mate. You so he can lied be in the breakup yep. and got caught out clearly. I don't know how he ever thought this was going to end any other way. He was going on to a reality TV show. And it's going to come out. Everyone in the nation is going to be watching you. So how did you think you were going to get away with that lie? But anyway, I do thought you, it was... Do you think he actually did that? Well, I don't know because I don't believe Courtney Jade, who was his ex-girlfriend, would have called up the boss to say that, you know, who is your boss? So I don't believe that, but I know it's a reality show, but we've proven it once before with my own example that maths is not just reality, no, it it's is real. reality. Yeah, it's real. It happens in people's lives. Mate. People have some of the worst breakup stories about why the person is breaking up with them. A, it's not you, it's me, is but, one. But no, that, that, that breakup lie... So uh, uh, no one's breaking up with a lie like that. No, you one's, don't think so. No one is. Bra- no one's getting broken up with by saying, oh, "I'm moving overseas," and then they pop on a reality TV oh, show. Well, I don't know about a reality TV show, but I feel like people have lied about the breakup by saying they're going overseas. Oh, I had a mate of mine. He's not a mate anymore. We haven't spoken oh. in a long time. Did he lie to you in the breakup? <laughs> he, but he he was married. And he said he was going overseas, and his wife <gasps> actually dropped him to the airport. And once she left, he got back in the car and went back. <gasps> and he was having something go on, and oh. that got found out. His lie got found oh. out. Yeah, so like it happens. Uh, they're no longer married. Um, he's actually single and been single for a very long time. Oh, so the yeah. uh, the yeah. other partner uh, no, did she, not she, she stick around. She didn't stick oh. around when she found out. But what I'm saying is, it's not as uncommon as you think. That's right? elaborate. Going overseas, get he never went overseas. He just Doesn't waited till she left, around. and then got in a cab and went to the. Here it is. I want your honest opinion. Everyone's favourite game. Take it away, Dobbo. Do you guys think I'm being unreasonable? I'm doing a renovation at home. Um, the Yes, you are being unreasonable. <laughs> no, I'm not being unreasonable about that. My, my wife decided that we needed a bigger living area. So for 12 months, we got an architect in, then we got a draftsman, and then we finally put the tender out and we had... Builders through our house, and the process was just an absolute pain in the ass. I've got to be honest with you, it was a nightmare. Finally, uh, a builder came. He came three times. He inspected the place. He came up. He gave us a quote. He said, that's it. We said, we don't want any variance. We're not going to ask any more. That's a quote. Said, that's it. That's a quote. So I went to the bank, borrowed against my house, got the money out, paid the deposit, got the money sitting there. I'm finished. This morning, 805. Phone rings. It's the builder. He says, we've got a problem. You better come it's around. It's not a good start. Not a good start. Tuesday morning, I didn't need it. I go around there and he says, he points at that just at the wall and goes, asbestos. Oh, and I'm like, no. So the, the shampoo board that is at the outside of the house, they've just put it over. They'd never removed the old, previous old people, never taken asbestos off. Common in old houses. Ours is yep. a 100-year-old home. 
He goes, it's going to cost you. I said, no, it's not. I said, uh, mate, you quoted on the house. Yeah, but they didn't quote asbestos removal. Came back three times to have a look, mate. You should have seen that. Don't you have to do a proper in- asbestos inspection, though? Well, I don't know about that, but he's a builder <laughs> and he's quoted on the house. That's the good, the bad and the ugly. Can I play the idiot here? Because I am one. What? I don't understand how asbestos works. Okay. Asbestos is like, you remember how plasterboard, but in the years and years ago, right. it was called asbestos. Okay. Now it's fine when it's there, but when it breaks, it lets off this dust, this okay. particle. Now, if, that, if you inhale that, you uh, potentially right. can die. It's so lethal. is this asbestos broken? Yeah, there's broken asbestos. So right? No, in your house. Yeah. So it has to go. Has to be removed. Yeah, there's no right. choice. There's no okay. choice. Yeah. Once you find it, you have to get rid of it. Right. And and you want him to do that for free? Well, well hang, on. Well, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. When you quote on a job, that's all but encompassing. What, hold on. But what was the job he quoted on? To extend the living room. Right. Not asbestos removal. Was there a line item on that quote saying, <laughs> I'll also remove a lethal substance from your walls? I didn't know it was in there. Neither did he. Well, that's what you're a builder. You check. You he check for everything and you factor that in. He doesn't have to absorb the cost. <laughs> Clearly, if just you just have are having a hard time if, as it is. Hold on. Hold on. If you turned up to an MC gig. Oh. If you turned up to an MC gig and you quoted a price yeah. and they've agreed to the price and then you get there. And they say, you've got to officiate a wedding as well. <laughs> just, you're gonna, you're absorbing that cost. <laughs> I'm not a marriage count. I'm not a wedding celebrant. That's Luckily. one thing. But if they, honestly, if, they tu- if you turned up at an MC gig yeah. and they said, we also need you to um, help us set up the tables and chairs as part of For your gig. And clean the toilets. What would you doing. say to them? I'm not doing that. Of course. So you think I'm unreasonable? Yep, unreasonable. Check and mate. I'm paying the bill anyway. You sent me the bill, I'm paying it. <laughs> I mean, you can, always, compliments. you can always get in there and rip it out yourself. No, thanks. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. No. I don't do that. No. We are joined by a man who, well, he's taken Australian game show hosting in a direction that I don't know if it was ever ready for. It's, he's, he's gone away from the traditional Larry Emder type with the million-dollar smile, and he's brought a level of... Um, I guess you caught sarcasm, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> to the hosting of game shows. He's a gold Logie winner, of course. It is friend of the show, the yeah. one and only Mr. Tom Gleason. How are you, Tom? Yeah, I'm well, thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. I mean, I saw that Grant Daniels back on TV now with Deal or No Deal on Channel 10. I always look at what he does and I just do the opposite. <laughs> so he's nice. He's nice to the contestants. He's interested in what they've got to say. So I abuse my contestants and ignore what they've got to say. I just... Yeah, whatever he does, I do the opposite, yeah. and I think that's why Michelle rates more. Yeah, Tom, I think you're onto a real winner there because I think people do sign up to that. But there is also a new player in the game, which is Todd Woodbridge, and he's yes. hosting Tipping Point. Is there actually a Logies category for best uh, game show host? Yeah, well, there should be. And uh, to be honest, Todd Woodbridge would be nowhere near it. He would not get anywhere near it. Todd Woodbridge hosting a game show, you have to imagine me playing tennis, okay? <laughs> I'm not good at tennis, so I don't play tennis. Or you'd have he's to commentate. I've got no idea what he's doing in a studio. <laughs> See, this is the thing. I, I suppose when footballers go onto the field, they rank, like we all know that Nathan Cleary at the moment is the, the best halfback in the game. Sure. So, yeah. Tom, from game show host, is Eddie still number one? Oh, Eddie? No, well, I drove him to retirement. He couldn't. <laughs> 
He couldn't handle the pressure coming from the ABC. <laughs> yeah, okay. And you know what really pissed off Eddie, I reckon, is week after week after week, Hard Quiz would be doing better than Hot Seat, and on a Hard Quiz, we don't even give away any money. <laughs> it's cheaper and more popular. I think it's just doing his head in. Yeah. He couldn't handle it. Hard Quiz does scare me a little bit, Tom, because my mate Adam Richard did ask me if I wanted to go on the show and what my topic would be, and I said Jurassic <laughs> Park, but I was actually too scared to sign up to it because oh. I would just get roasted and I would get it wrong, and people massively fail on that show, so I just don't think I could do it, Tom. I must admit, I would enjoy having you on the show, Liesl, and I, and I would enjoy watching you do the quiz, but I probably would, at time to time, bring up some sub-par Olympic performances. And that I is completely that. fine. I would have to open myself <laughs> up to absolute There's not many of them, though, Tom, to be fair. Sub-par Olympic yeah. performances, there's not many of them there's in Jones' calendar. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would have to be vulnerable in yeah. that show. Hey, Tom, <laughs> while we've got you, we, we need you to, obviously, the big talking point on the Gold Coast right now is uh, this community leader, Ian Grace, who has weighed in and basically said he wants the G-string bikini ban. Now, I know you, you, the sun's not your friend, Tom, but I imagine, I mean, where do you sit on this? Do we need to have a look at the bathing suit options of the the female population? Well, I think that people should be able to wear whatever they like. I mean, that's what I do. I don't wear a G-string per se like what he's complaining about. But what I do wear is I wear um, board shorts, but with the ass cut out of it. <laughs> so that's what I wear. And uh, I put zinc, I put zinc, bit of zinc on my cheeks, you know, because I'm sun smart. But, I, but I, I like to have the ass cut out because I like to give people something to look at too. <laughs> There's nothing like a man bum either, is there? Yeah. Yeah. Especially on a ginger. On a yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't wax it either. I try oh. to keep it natural, you know. Tom, you're coming to Queensland in May. You've got a show in Brisbane, but there's no show on the Gold Coast, and your show is called Gear. I feel oh. like Gear yeah. was quite appropriate for the Gold Coast. Why is it not Lisa. going there? Lisa. I feel like Hotter would be a great place for that. Well, I'm, I'm sort of worried if I turned up to the home of the the arts, if I turned up to Hoda there with a show called Gear, I think there'd be more people mm. queuing up at the stage door than there oh, would be going to the show. Yes, <laughs> There's fair. a lot of people in hoodies mm-hmm. scratching away at their, uh, at their scabs. <laughs> 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 and now he won't be having a show in 2025 either. Uh, Tom Gleeson, Hard Quiz Season 9. Can you believe it's up to your ninth season already? It returns to our screens yeah. tomorrow, 8pm on the ABC. You can watch it on ABC iView as well. Tom, we love having you on. Best of luck with the season ahead for Hard Quiz. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. It's a pretty special day. Look, we on the coast have plenty of people who have crossed the ditch and decided to reside here. Plenty of Kiwis. And so I want to say to them, Happy Waitangi Day. Now, for those who don't understand what Happy Waitangi Day is, Waitangi Day was when they commemorate the first signing of the New Zealand's founding document. It happened, the Treaty of Waitangi, back on the 6th of February, 1840. Significant. Mm. Significant. So the Maori population are a part of the Kiwis and part of the New Zealand fabric. They're honoured. They're recognised. And so I say to everybody out there, happy Waitangi Day. Beautiful. They probably also have the greatest accent of all time. Well, I this love is, a Kiwi accent. I, I agree with you, Liesl. It's and the best. It, it depends. Well, Taika Waititi. Oh, so good. <laughs> right. Thank you, pal. <laughs> Taika Waititi. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, film producer. <laughs> best our, accent. Our breakfast show here on the coast, um, Ali Flan and Spider, this morning set the challenge for the best Kiwi accent to say, put the fish in the chilli bin Which on the back 
Yeah. But that's not what they wanted them to say. That's not really what they wanted to say. They actually wanted them to say pretty much this. Put the fish and the chilli-bin on the back deck. <laughs> hey, bro, put the fish and the chilli-bin the, on the back deck. Do right. it quick or I'll hit you with the jandals. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> bro, we're going to put the fish and the chilli-bin on the back deck. Eh? <laughs> put the fish and the chilli-bin... Not one of them, I suspect, was anywhere from New Zealand. That was all insulting, actually. Well, would you like to give it a crack? No, I do not. Put the chili bin on the buck duck. Wow. There you go. There you go. I've had my go. I don't wow. Want, happy Waitangi Day. It is a yes. really important day. Don't and I mean that. Them. Yeah, yeah. I, I really say that genuinely. They've got it right in New Zealand, and it's probably a good lesson for Australia uh, to see how they've handled that. I'm not getting in the political end state, Skate, <laughs> but it is a really, really important day for them. Yeah, shout out to our New Zealand uh, family members. Um, and, yeah, as Dobbo said beautifully, happy Waitangi Day. Now we've got to get out of here. Tino Fasua Malaawi is going to join us on the show tomorrow. And, of course, we're going to be playing a little bit more Taylor Swift for the Swifties out there. Until then, Lisa Jones. Cheerio. Dobbo. Farewell, my neighbours. We'll see you then at four. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with Lisa Jones, Liam and Dobbo.